For February 27th, this is the Weekly Rundown. Today, the minimum wage fight, T-Mobile and 5G, Bitcoin energy usage, Barack the Sheep, and the book Nothing to Envy. But first, we were debating GM's new logo and we realized that all these car companies use blue logos. VW, BMW, Ford, Subaru, even Volvo. So why not try to be different, huh GM? We hope this newsletter is different from the rest of your inbox. If not, please email us your suggestions at theweeklyrundown at substack.com. Big idea. $15 minimum wage suffers setback. The Senate's parliamentarian, their Judge Judy, ruled that Dems can't include the $15 minimum wage in the latest stimulus bill, because it isn't exactly stimulus. Their best chance of raising the wage is now, because this bill only requires 51 votes, while most other bills need 60 because of the filibuster. Democrats seemingly did not prepare for this high-probability eventuality. Joe has been saying for weeks that this maneuver was unlikely to succeed, and moderate Dems have also said they don't support a $15 wage in the proposed time frame because of a nonpartisan report finding that it would cost 1.4 million jobs, even though it would also significantly reduce poverty. Dems have several options to ram this through, though. Progressives are pushing to ignore the parliamentarian, or fire her, or end the filibuster. Bernie is floating the idea of taxing employers who pay their workers less than $15. They could also try to pass this as a separate bill, with 10 Republican votes, by spreading the hike over a longer time frame. So, what's our opinion on this mess? Well, after three drafts and about four hours of debating, our team can't agree on anything. Progressives have a reasonable demand. Joe could easily order Auntie Kamala to overrule the parliamentarian, but they're ignoring his lifetime of, of upholding Senate rules. Moderates also have a good point. Progressives should have had a better plan for passing their signature campaign promise. But in fairness, Dems do have control of DC. Story to watch. T-Mobile is winning the 5G war. Two stories went unnoticed this week. First, AT&T spun off its TV subsidiaries at an enormous loss. And second, Verizon and AT&T spent big at a 5G spectrum auction. Now, that's a lot to unpack, but 5G is magical. With the right spectrum, it can be faster than your home Wi-Fi. 5G uses a specific portion of the electromagnetic spectrum to deliver faster internet speeds. And that's the last time we'll talk about physics. T-Mobile got all the spectrum they could use when they merged with Sprint, good riddance. So AT&T and Verizon have been playing catch-up. Even after they both spent about $70 billion buying more spectrum this week, they're still behind T-Mobile. If you don't have enough spectrum, you can't deliver those blazing fast speeds. Now back to AT&T spitting off their TV assets. AT&T is in a pickle with mountains of debt after buying those TV assets a few years ago at inflated prices. And they're in third place for number of customers after Verizon and T-Mobile respectively. So we're in the odd position of writing that T-Mobile is going to steal Verizon's first place trophy. That's a huge shift from just six years ago, 
when T-Mobile was the runt of the industry. They're in the best position, technically and financially, to own the future of 5G. This week's image is Barak the sheep. An Australian sheep finally got a haircut, which he'd been avoiding because of COVID. The little guy had 78 pounds of wool weighing him down. To view the image, subscribe to our newsletter at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. This week's number. Bitcoin mining consumes 121 terawatt hours annually. The computer process to create new Bitcoin uses a tremendous amount of energy, more than countries like Argentina or New Zealand use in an entire year. Look, we could do a whole newsletter just on Bitcoin sanity, but suffice it to say that Bitcoins are incredibly energy inefficient, not to mention volatile. To make things worse, Bitcoin is typically mined in coal-burning countries with fewer pollution regulations, and as reader SM told us, mined by a select few companies. As we move towards a carbon-negative society, all economic activity must be ecologically scrutinized, regardless of how revolutionary they may be. What we're reading, nothing to envy. A 336-page read by an LA Times journalist, this is a searing indictment of the North Korean totalitarian regime, told from the perspective of normal citizens. Based on interviews of scores of defectors, it examines just how absurd and wretched life is under the rule of the Kim, from people picking and eating undigested corn from cow poop during famines, to meth being offered to house guests as casually as tea. And in case you missed it, Ford's answer to the Tesla Model Y, the Mach-E, continues being delivered to buyers despite the industry-wide chip shortage, with Reader MC receiving hers last week. Another tech company is giving up on the healthcare sector, with IBM putting Watson, its AI doctor and Jeopardy winner, up for sale. Joe bombed Syrian targets in retaliation for an attack against American forces in Iraq, a legally, not to mention morally, dubious action. Finally, Canadians are complaining that their butter is too hard. <laughs> That's the Weekly Rundown, produced by Ahmed, Yunus, and Faisal. Email us your feedback and questions at theweeklyrundown at substack.com. Be sure to subscribe at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.